Welcome back to Dafa Shavua. This week we're going to be continuing in the sixth parak of Metziah Saisha. And last week we began this, uh, this wonderful sixth parak in terms of what a woman is entitled to when she gets married, what the stipulations and some of the details uh, of the Ksuba are. In the previous Gemara we spoke about Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, when Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai saw the daughter of Nakdimun ben Gurion. And uh, Nakdimun ben Gurion, which we described, who we described was uh, a very wealthy, uh, very wealthy person. And when Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai saw the daughter of Nakdimun ben Gurion taking barley seeds from uh, the waste of uh, some of the Arab animals, he asked why she had to do it. And she said it's because her, her father didn't give tzedakah properly, that there was a pagam, there was a blemish in the way in which the, uh, the father of, uh, of, this, uh, of this girl gave tzedakah. His name was Nakdimon ben Gurion, like the Gemara says in a few different places, which we'll describe in a second. Even though he was one of the wealthiest uh, people in the, uh, in the world at the time, he, uh, he didn't give tzedakah properly, to which the Gemara goes ahead and the Gemara asks... Is it possible that Naktimun Mengoria never uh, never went ahead and never gave Tzedakah? We have many Gemaras. We have many other Ma'amare Chazal. We have a Gemara in Tainus which describes they'd walk out of the base matter. Shananiyam would come and they would literally pull the clothing uh, off of Naktimun Ben Gurion. And uh, the Gemara continues to wonder uh, why it is that uh, that we describe Naktimun Ben Gurion as not giving, uh, as not a person who uh, who would give Tzedakah. Now, based on that Gemara, it's uh, it's clear that uh, that he was for sure uh, a tremendous baldstaka. So the Gemara then suggests two different possibilities uh, as to uh, the tzedakah and the pagam in the tzedakah that Nakdimon ben Yorin gave. The Gemara says, So the Gemara says that maybe he went ahead and he did it uh, for his own kavod and uh, maybe he didn't give as much as he should have given. He was uh, for sure a huge tzaddik, but he had the opportunity and he had the ability and the capability to go ahead and to give much more tzedakah than uh, than he actually then went ahead and that he actually gave. And uh, ultimately the Gemara presents the question of if he was such a tzaddik, uh, that Hashem went ahead and, as the Gemara and Tainus described, stopped the sun and the moon for him. So why did uh, Nakdimun ben Gurion des- deserve such a uh, such a punishment that uh, that his daughter would have to go ahead and she would have to go ahead and reap barley seeds from the waste of Arab animals? So there's a fascinating insight that uh, comes from the Chafetz Chaim that's presented by Rabbi Chanan Wasserman in his Sefer Kovitz Shiurim, in which Rabbi Chanan Wasserman describes that at this point in Jewish history, we were in the middle of the Jewish people were undergoing what he describes as an Idon Rischa, a moment that Hashem, that God is quote-unquote upset divine anger that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is bringing upon the world. And even things that a person wouldn't ordinarily and generally be punished for, person could be punished for at such a point in time. And at the time of the Chorban Abayis, when this Gemara was taking place, there was an Idan Rischa. And therefore, Nakdimun ben Gurion received uh, such a severe punishment. He received such a severe uh, onesh to uh, not going ahead and not giving the proper tzedakah that he should have given. And that's our uh, Gemara, how the Gemara on Daf Samach Zayin Amad Aleph begins with this discussion of Nakdimon ben Gurion. And the Gemara goes on to discuss the phrase in the Mishnah where the Mishnah was describing some of, uh, like we began with, some of the stipulations of that which is written in the Ksuba. The Mishnah said that there's a difference in terms of how much the husband is going to have to pay this woman back 
depending on whether she brought cash or kalim into the marriage. So depending on what she brought in, how much she brought in, the value of uh, that which she brought into the marriage. So that would determine what we then go ahead and what we put into the ksuba. And the Gemara goes on to discuss uh, all of the uh, the items that she could have brought in, what happens if she brings gold into the marriage, what role gold would play, different types of kalim that she could bring into the marriage. The Gemara goes on and uh, discusses all of these items and what they mean vis-a-vis the financial details of the ksuba when uh, this couple would get divorced, God forbid. And then we have an next Mishnah, uh, which appears on the bottom of Samach Zayin, Amid Aleph, where uh, the Mishnah discusses the minimum dowry that a uh, that can be brought into the marriage. And the Mishnah tells us that if a person marries off his daughter without specifying an amount for her dowry, so he can't give less than 50 zuz. And the Rambam in Hilchos Ishos in Perak Chaf, Halacha Aleph goes ahead and paskins this lehalacha, uh, and uh, according to uh, according to the Rambam, so he has to go ahead and he has to bring this amount of uh, this amount of uh, this amount of money into the dowry, the Shulchan Aruch and the Tor in Evan Ezer. Uh, Mem, Ches, Aleph also go ahead and also present this uh, this idea that the minimum dowry must be Chamishim uh, Zuz, must be 50, uh, must be 50 Zuz. So the Gemara at the bottom of Daf, Samach Zayin Amad Aleph presents a case where uh, we have a Yasom and a Yasoma. These Yasom and the Yasoma, the orphan boy and the orphan girl come to the Gabayim Tztaka to be fed, to be supported. The Gemara says, the Gemara presents us with the question of who do we go ahead and who do we, uh, who are we Mefarnes first? Who do we provide for first? And the Gemara says, Mefarnes in Asayisoma, V'yacharkach Mefarnes in Asayasom. So first we go ahead and we, uh, we provide support for the orphan girl. And then we go ahead and we uh, provide support for the, uh, for the orphan boy. And, uh, to try to make some sense of this, uh, of this, uh, of this discussion, so uh, the Gemara goes on, and the Gemara basically says that a boy, a male, will have the ability and uh, won't uh, won't uh, shy away from going door to door. He would be choser al psachin. He would go door to door to raise money. But says the Gemara, But it's not customary for a woman to go around and to beg and to knock, going door to door to try to find some uh, to try to find some money. Uh, for her. And, uh, we have all sorts of different, uh, Ma'amari Chazal and, uh, comments that the Rishonim make with regards to, uh, what it is that they need. And, uh, the, uh, the Mishnah and Horios, and we have a Beis Yosef in Yoridea in Reish. Nun Aleph, where uh, the Beis Yosef describes, uh, this, uh, this idea and what type of support we are going to be the Sibor is going to be obligated to go ahead and to provide for this uh, for this girl and uh, this uh, this uh, this case that we have of the Asam and the Yasoma goes on to uh, goes on to the top of Samach Zayin Amud Samach Zayin Amud Beis and uh, that case that is presented on Samach Zayin Amud Beis is a case where a Yasam and a Yasoma come to get married and uh, the question is who do we marry off first? So says the Gemara. So first we go ahead and we marry off the orphan boy, uh, the orphan girl, sorry, and then we go ahead and we marry off the orphan boy. And says the Gemara, We have this concept, we have this idea that it's more difficult for the uh, for the girl to endure the situation that she's in. And uh, therefore, it's a much greater need to go ahead and to uh, do whatever we could to marry off the orphan girl before the orphan boy. And this is actually Paskin Lalacha, but the in Simon Reish Nun Aleph in uh, in Yoridea Seif 
Yud. And uh, basically, when we have this Yasam and the Yisoma that come to us, we go ahead and we provide and we provide for financially, clothing wise, uh, and then certainly in the world of uh, who we're going to uh, set this girl up with. So we uh, we set the girl up with uh, with somebody before we go ahead and before we take care of the Shaduchim for the Yasom. And the Gemara continues and says that a person has to give tzedakah to an Ani. And these conversations that we're having over here, all sorts of conversations about uh, Aniim, people that unfortunately uh, go from uh, from riches to rags. And the Gemara says that we have to uh, go ahead and we have to provide tzedakah to any Ani. We don't necessarily have to make him rich. We don't have to necessarily uh, be me'oshro. We don't have to go ahead and uh, give him the uh, the amount of uh, money that he was uh, generally used to. But uh, we have to go ahead and we have to do what's called, what the Gemara refers to as asher yech we have to give him uh, what is uh, what is lacking, and we have a concept over here described that's referred to as de mechsero. We have to give him that which he's lacking. So if he's a person who's uh, used to X, Y, and Z, we have to go ahead and provide them with X, Y, and Z. And this is actually a uh, discussion that um, uh, that's had. In, uh, in the Shita Mikubetzes, and the Shita Mikubetzes wonders how long do we have to go ahead and how long do we have to provide him day machzero for that which he's lacking? Do we have to provide that forever? So if he's lacking, uh, it was a person with a lot of horses and now he becomes very poor. Do we have to provide him with uh, with horses forever and ever? Says the Shita Mikubetzes, no, that we only... We're only required as long as people don't know that he has lost his wealth. But once people realize he isn't so wealthy anymore, he loses that right of Dai Mechsaro. We have a comment over here that, um, that uh, is, uh, is made in terms of uh, the conversation about a person who has $100. Does a person who has $100 to give to tzedakah, so is this person obligated to give? Or what's better, really, to give $100 to one person or to give... Uh, a hundred dollars to a hundred different people. And the Chashuk Yechemed, the great Yitzchak Zilberstein, the first of two Shailas of Yitzchak Zilberstein that we'll discuss today, uh, asks this uh, this fascinating question. And uh, he describes that we have a Kivutzas Anashim Hakima Karen Litmoch Ba'ani Ayiram. So we have this uh, group of people that wants to go ahead and wants to provide support for Poor people in the community. They can give a hundred families a thousand shekel. So the question that was asked to Zilberstein, or we can go ahead and provide for 50 families and uh, give them 2,000 shekel, which is going to be more optimal. And Zilberstein goes on to describe the fact that we want to go ahead and we want to, uh, I think the uh, the language that's used would be to flex our financial uh, and uh, tzedakah muscles as many times as possible. And therefore, we want to do as many acts of uh, chesed, as many acts of mitzvahs that we possibly could do. And Rav Yashiv uh, said that if uh, if all of the people that we're going to be providing for are aniyim, that we have to go and uh, provide a thousand shekel uh, for as many aniyim as we possibly could, as we possibly uh, could provide for. The Gemara then proceeds to discuss many different ideas related to the giving of tzedakah and stories uh, regarding the concept and the mitzvah of tzedakah. So we have a case uh, in the Gemara that 
presents us with uh, certainly something that's uh, very relevant today. And the Gemara presents us with the case of a person who doesn't have enough money to go ahead and doesn't have enough money to support himself. But ain't lov, ain't barnes. He doesn't want to be supported by the uh, by the tamchoy. He doesn't want to be supported by the charity plate. We know that he's poor, but he doesn't want to uh, approach anybody uh, and uh, and ask them for money, which is the way that the Ben Yehoyada and the Maharsha learn this Gemara. So what are we supposed to go ahead and what are we supposed to do? So says the Gemara, in the middle of Samach Zayin Amad Beis, So the Gemara says that, uh, that uh, we, uh, we go ahead and uh, we trick him. We give him money as a loan. And then we say, you know what? Don't pay back the loan. Accept the loan as a gift that we are going to, uh, as the gift that we are going to give you. And as the Gemara goes on, the Gemara highlights the element of tzedakah. And uh, of course, the busha that we're trying to avoid. We don't want to make people, we don't want to force people to uh, to go ahead and... Um, and I have to rely on the tzedakah of the community. People are embarrassed today to, 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 to go ahead and to accept handouts, to take tzedakah. And unfortunately, many people nowadays uh, make a living off of tzedakah. And then uh, it uh, puts them in a very bad financial position. So uh, when we bench, we say, and we ask Hashem every time we bench, that we don't want to uh, be the recipients of tzedakah, that we should have enough, that we shouldn't have to go ahead and uh, and ask to uh, ask uh, for somebody to go and be mefarnes, uh, to be mefarnes us. And that's what our Gemara over here presents us with, with uh, all of these discussions on Daf Samach Zayin, Amad and Samach Zayin, Amad We have a fascinating story of Mar Ukva, Hava Anya Beshvirusa. So uh, the story of Mar Ukva, who uh, was careful to do whatever he did, whatever he could to uh, not embarrass an Ani uh, who lived in his community. And uh, Marukva knew that there was this particular Ani that he wanted to go ahead, that he wanted to support. So the Gemara describes the fact that every single day Marukva would go and he would take four Zuz and he would throw it into the door uh, post of this uh, of this particular Ani. So the Metzius, what actually took place, Rashi points out over here, is that in the times of the Gemara, there was a door that was attached to the door frame and uh, uh, basically the door would swing open uh, and closed and there was some uh, little uh, hole in the bottom of the door that Marukva could go ahead and could put a few dollars or a few uh, zuzim into that hole every single day. But says the Gemara, Yom Echad, Amar Aizil Echze, Man Bihava Tivusa. I want to go ahead and I want to go and see who, uh, who, uh, who's doing this, said the Ani, said the pauper. So uh, the Gemara describes that that day that Marukva was running a little bit late and, um, and uh, Marukva came to the door and... Uh, what happens is, says the Gemara, that Asya Dibsiu Bahade, that uh, Marukva's wife was with him, and Kevan Dechaze de Kamatsle, Leledasha Nafak Basrayu. The poor person came outside. He saw Marukva and his wife standing there giving, uh, giving, uh, giving him tzedakah and Marukva and his wife ran away. And the Gemara describes something fascinating over here. And the Gemara says, that Alaihu Lahu Atuna Dahava Gurufanura, that Marukva and his wife ran into a uh, an oven is the uh, is the way that we uh, that we're gonna translate Gurufanura. They ran into an oven that the coals were removed from, but the oven was still burning hot. And in that oven they um 
uh, they stood there to hide from the Ani who was, uh, who was chasing them just to avoid the busha that, uh, that was taking place, uh, for this, uh, for this particular Ani. And the Gemara goes on to describe, uh, what actually happened here and Umay Kulehai. Why did they have to go ahead and why did they have to, uh, take such extreme measures over here? And the Gemara goes on to describe the fact this uh, famous Maimer Chazal, Noach lo Adam Sheim Saratzim Olasoch Kivshanaish Vial Yalbin Penei Chaveiro Berabim. So we have a phrase over here that's uh, that's used, and uh, basically what Marukva and his wife were trying to accomplish over here was we never want to embarrass somebody in public. And says the Gemara over here that it's better for a person to jump into a fiery furnace than to uh, embarrass somebody in public. And that's what uh, Marukva and his wife were trying to accomplish. But there's a Tosos in Sotan Daf Yud Amad Beis. Tosos presents the following question. We know that the Gemara in Sanhedrin describes the fact that we have all sorts of mitzvot that are yehareg vial yavor, yavor vial yehareg, that if uh, the mitzvah is presented to us, so for three big mitzvahs, we have to go ahead and we have to sacrifice our lives for shvichas damim, for avodah and for gilu arayos, for killing idolatry and, idol- and adultery. So uh, it seems, says Tosos, that this case on the, uh, in the Gemara Andav Samach Zayin is not one of those cases. So why would Marukva and his wife had to have sacrificed their lives to jump into this Kiv Shanaish, this, this Girufanura, to, uh, to not embarrass another person in public. And Rabbi Yonah in, uh, in Shar Gimel of the Shari Tshuva presents that this is actually a form of Ritzicha. There's actually a, uh, a beautiful idea that uh, Tosos mentions over here that uh, the Sefer HaChinuchah actually describes in terms of the concept of Shvichos Damim, that when a person is Malbin Pnei Chavero Berabim, that what that means is, is that all of the blood is going to flow from a person's face and flow down their bodies. And Shvichos Damim, the uh, real Pashat Pshat of the word Shvichos Damim is the spilling of blood. So uh, there are those that comment and say that when I go ahead and I'm, I'm Malbin Pnei Chavero Berabim, when I whiten a person's face in public, when I embarrass somebody, it's tantamount to Ritzicha. It's tantamount to murder because the blood is being spilled all the way down a person's body. We're removing the color from their face and that is uh, that is the embarrassment that's taking place. And says the Gemara, that's really what we're trying to avoid over here. And if Zilberstein has a fascinating question to conclude uh, for today where... where, where uh, Zilberstein presents the following case. There was a student that walked into, uh, to Yeshiva many days on the, uh, on the later side. And, uh, the Rebbe in the particular class would, uh, sit students that came late in a, uh, in another corner. And anybody who came late had their own, uh, section of, uh, of latecomers. And the question was asked to Zilberstein by the irate parents, does the teacher have the right to go ahead and to embarrass this, uh, to embarrass the student and to embarrass this, uh, to embarrass this Talmud? So Zilberstein quotes from the Rambam in Hilchos Talmud Torah in Perak Dalit Halachahe, where the Rambam basically describes the fact that we uh, certainly have to go ahead and we have to do whatever we could to be uh, mechanich, uh, to be mechanich children. But the Rambam says that a person has to really show, uh, an element of love. That the only way that we can go ahead and we can quote unquote embarrass uh, a child, obviously we would never embarrass uh, a child in public and we do whatever we could to avoid that. But the child needs to know that no matter what type of rebuke that we're going to give this child, that it's all out of love, that it's all out of sensitivity, that really it's because I care about you. And that's why I'm uh, punishing you or I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm trying to teach you in, um, 
in such a way. And he learns this out from the Maimer Chazal in Pirkei Avos and Perak Dal and Mishnah Yudbeis. Yichavod Talmidecha Chaviv Alacha Kishalcha. And uh, basically, what we are trying to establish and develop over here is this idea of being. Uh, how far we have to go based on the story of Marukva and his wife and uh, the uh, the consequences of going ahead and embarrassing somebody in public. So Dav Samach Zayin in Meseches Ksubos is chock full uh, of all sorts of ideas, some beautiful stories, some beautiful uh, lambdas that we have as we continue in. Perak Metzio Saisha, the sixth Perak of Meseches Ksubos, this beautiful Perak that we have. And uh, we will continue with Daf Samach Ches later in the week.